very funnily went up to him and said, I was Jermaine, is it? I thought it was very funny. He goes, you can call me <laughs> JJ, JJ if you want. This so the whole game I'm there, JJ, JJ. I even shortened it to J at one point. I was like, yeah. well, I scored and he didn't, so. <laughs> OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM, with Gillette, in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode. Now, delighted to be joined in studio uh, at this time by Daniel Davies. So, Daniel, I know you've been on with this before, but you have a new book out. Uh, you'll see it here for folks on the, the stream. Eat up the next level. Perform at your best physically and mentally every day. Number one best-selling author, Daniel Davies, should mention as well. So, uh, what's, so what, what's inspired this book, and uh, I guess in comparison to the, to the previous book you've done? The first book was about the basic principles of of nutrition and I guess trying to get the message across as we were just saying that food and eating good food uh, can actually be easier than a lot of people think Uh, and that's the thankfully that's the feedback I get uh, that it is relatively simple once you make a start at it uh, and once you get into it. Uh, This book is a progression in terms of my own philosophy and experience. So I'm very fortunate to have been in elite environments for the past almost 10 years. And this is an evolution. This is giving people an insight to how are athletes consistent and what can people take from athletes and those type of um, uh, those environments to be a little bit more consistent in their own lives. So more nutrition information a little bit more detail. Uh, And then there's a a focus on food that supports our immune system and food that you can eat around injury. And I noticed even uh, one of the lads in in reception had uh, a cast in his arm. And the first thing I'm thinking about is, I wonder, has he thought about the little things that he can do to support his recovery? Yeah, I doubt he has. (laughs) Most people don't. Maybe he's listening to this now and he's like, oh, (laughs) got to get him on his way out and ask him what I need to do. Justified... (laughs) coming in this morning if that's what comes of it yeah well you mentioned elite background like maybe for people who are unaware of your your, your background you, you play Gaelic games as well in Dublin football as well so what's your background you've worked with Dublin football senior football team you've worked with Leinster rugby as well yeah I I've I played uh, club football uh, for my own club at home uh, Kalani Mullabrina in Sligo and Ballyboden St. Enders so it's a Sligo everywhere <laughs> I'm from Sligo I'm from, from Sligo. Sligo as well yeah Bart. screen oh no way yeah. well, I'm the south and you're the north <laughs> but uh, we're we're still not that far from the no, coast. No, we're not. Um, yeah, half an hour anywhere in Sligo, you can you can reach any point. Um, so I am from Sligo, um, but I'm I'm in Dublin now for nearly twenty years, and uh, I, yeah, so I, I've played club football at that level, and I'd like to think that I've lived it. You know, it's always been a fascination of mine body composition, performance, strength, all of these things. And now, as I said, uh, immunity and injury. But uh, I'm, I, I've am i worked with Leinster Rugby for almost 10 years and the Dublin Senior Football Team uh, for nine years. Uh, and, but I, I've done other things as well outside yeah. of that. It's, you know, golfers, jockey, athletics. Um, it's the variety in sport. It, just anybody who's competitive or interested in improving their performance, uh, I really enjoy working with. I was saying before we came on air as well, like the, the, the Michael Scott line from the office speak to me like I'm a four-year-old and, and I need that, like in terms of cooking. Like for someone like me, and there's plenty of people watching and listening probably who are similar lines to me, shock and cook. Yeah. Like, and, and find it tough to, to eat healthily. Like I find myself sometimes buying those, the, the fit foods, the, the, the ready-made stuff. So it's ready-made, yeah. but it makes it easy. But I mean, yeah. some of the recipes you have in here are 
pure and simple for people who are maybe not cooking inclined. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I, I remember uh, I was um, uh, doing a presentation with uh, the Dublin team about uh, two years ago, and uh, like people's evolution and people's learning and experience around food evolves quite slowly. It's not like once you have the information or once you have this particular technique, away you go. It's it's like learning any skill. But I remember uh, one of the lads uh, had said to me beforehand, you know, I didn't realize how simple some of, uh, you know, even the processes like using a single pot and, and cooking all of your main ingredients in one pot can be. And I, I shared it and he's like, you're making me sound like a simpleton. Here. That, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, that's not it. It's like just having a little process using a little bit of oil, garlic and, and salt and just experimenting with that and then using different types of meats. It's just introducing really simple approaches to your cooking that can make such a difference. Uh, e- even your breakfast and overnight oats, combining oats and milk and yogurt and a little bit of honey and putting it in a pot the night before and having it as an option for breakfast the next morning. Those are the type of things that you help people figure out along the way and then they start going geez putting a couple of these things together really does make a difference yeah I always remember watching you know the Katie Taylor documentary when she first moved over to the States and she was trying to cook for herself and obviously an elite athlete the best in her career path but like I was so shocked because you just there's something you almost assume that athletes know these things or that they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing and of course why would they like they're the same as everyone else everyone has some people are good cooks some people are bad cooks some people are interested some people aren't did you find that much when you were working with people that say they were very invested in like the gym or they knew exactly what they had to do on that side of things but when it came to nutrition and feeding themselves right that was harder to ingrain I remember that as well and uh, it didn't I mean it surprised me to a, a point because you know you're talking about somebody at the very top of their game uh, and you think god I'm sh- you know you think that they're good at everything particularly <laughs> if particularly if it's a that it, it could something that can influence your performance to this extent you know it's second only to your training mm-hmm. uh, and then of course sleep and and mindset but it, it's it's so important but athletes uh, some of them can just get by and we know so many of them that reach those levels and they talk now I've heard the stories of people coming in here talking about you know fries the day before or the days of all Ireland I've, I've heard and I get these messages sent to me the reality is there's probably about 10-15% of athletes that just cover all bases everything from their rehab uh, to their sleep you know you, you might have heard stories about the likes of you know Jamie Heaslip now it's the likes of Josh van der Fleer who just do everything the Gary Ringroses they have every aspect of their preparation absolutely spot on and then you've got a group in the middle I suppose who they're influenced by others in the environment and then if you really have a strong message around its importance are, 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 are going to listen and take these things on board. But athletes want to play a sport and they want to train and they want to be in good shape. And it has evolved. You know, the, the, the understanding of, of its value, it has evolved, but it didn't start like that. And that was the first book and the second book, as you can see it written on it, the, the recipes are things that I had to put together 
for athletes to make this simple and accessible. And now what's great is that it's mothers and grandmothers and kids that are trying these types of recipes. So the answer to you, to your question is you're always going to have a huge range mm. uh, of people uh, who are interested, not interested, and some of them just do it because they have to. Mm. It's funny, like you mentioned that thing about, you know, maybe 10, 15% of athletes doing everything to cover all bases. Like I sat down and the interview's coming up later on this morning, but uh, Ian Rush and Neville Southall yesterday and something Neville Southall said really stuck with me along those lines where he was like, he was talking about when he was a goalkeeper uh, for Everton and Wales. He would spend hours reading books and trying to perfect little things, so he, like even improving minor things like his kit, his behaviour, his diet. And he said, if I changed 100 things and got 1% better because of one of them, then it was worth it. And that's probably the thing. Like that So many elite athletes and, and less elite athletes are probably watching this and thinking, right, you could pick up something from the book. And, and think about one little th- aspect of your diet that could make the world of difference. It's only a 1% difference, but that's that's fairly big when it comes to elite. It's, uh, it's absolutely huge. And what I have to manage is my... It definitely a, a stage was an obsession, you know, how much value nutrition can provide for health and performance. It's, you know, in terms of lifestyle and how we feel and our energy and our outlook and confidence and mood, there's, I need to manage my own so that I'm not putting it on people. But uh, I talk a lot within team sport environments uh, about you're eating for your teammate and you're eating for the team as well as just yourself. So if you talk about that 1%, you think about everybody making that difference to their to their performance and how that can raise the bar and that can raise your energy levels and what you can give it could be that tackle it can be that it can be that score in the last minute of the game because you got the energy to do it or it can be you not getting sick or not getting that injury that's that's the reality of it so yeah it can, it can has that impact it's important to and it's something you speak about as well is building a positive relationship you actually food. read a couple of days <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and listen I, I'm the, the audience here I'm the one who needs something like this yeah. to, to make things simple but like that is so important having a positive relationship with food because very often a lot of us and I'd be guilty of it as well sometimes at the weekend you know, you'd be sitting there going oh, I'll get a takeaway it's just yeah. easy simple yeah. but like it, you can actually have tasty food that's good for you yeah. as well Yeah, I, I've seen um, over the past particularly the past three or four years, I've seen a a, a big shift Uh, and it's in the athlete world as well. So it's this building a positive mindset towards food, food being an investment, whereas we are surrounded with how do we cut calories? How do we, what do we cut out? What should we avoid? Is this food healthy or is this not healthy? And that's not good for us. Mm -hmm. And there's also an obsession and I include a section in it as well. There's a bit of an obsession around tracking uh, and uh, it's it's funny how people can get into this and, and then not actually know how to get out of it and think that that's the only way and it's exactly the other end of the spectrum is this very close uh, relationship or connection between how we're feeling we've had a bad week or a bad day and the answer is uh, it's a bottle of wine uh, on a Friday or it's a takeaway and that only compounds the issue mm. so it's exactly it's those 
it's recognizing well, what is it for you or what is it for me and what are the small changes it could be a breakfast for somebody it could be the Friday night for somebody else it could be bringing your lunch for somebody else okay. so it's not uh, it's motivation and our relationship with food can go up and down depending on the season depending on whether we've had uh, a big weekend whether there's a wedding coming up holidays those are the type of things and we're trying to create that little bit more consistency and remove those kind of shorter term perspectives on food. And what would be your number one piece of advice to someone who's looking to introduce that sort of consistency to their life? It's it's to look at what their, I, I would call them pinch points are. Where are the stress points in your week or in your day? And if you actually just focus on prioritizing something for that, it can make this huge knock-on effect on the rest. So a tiny example, I had a a soccer player come to me looking to reduce uh, his body fat during COVID. And uh, he he had a good five, six percent body fat to lose. And the only thing we focused on was his lunch because he didn't have good, uh, he didn't have good options within the canteen of where he was and he wasn't consistent in bringing in his lunch. And what was happening was he'd either skip lunch or not have something substantial at lunchtime and he would come home in bad form and really hungry. Yeah. And he'd overeat. Mm. And that this cycle continues. The only thing he did was focus on lunch. And it had this huge effect on his energy levels, on how he felt in the rest of the afternoon, but also he wasn't overeating when he came in or when he came yeah, when he came in in the evening and he dropped that body fat. You know, so it's that just real clarity on one particular area, like you mentioned earlier, yeah, Shane. Yeah. Like my stomach rumbled as you were saying that. I skipped <laughs> breakfast this morning. I'm like, I feel like a naughty kid in school. With the headmaster here. I, I and that's the last thing. That's the last thing you should be thinking because it's just right. Okay, well, fix it. I think go, go after that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It sometimes it takes that. Um, like, do, do you notice a difference between? And you do touch on it in the book as well. Like dealing with athletes versus non-athletes. Like, and I'm sure you, you have both both sides of the spectrum as well. But is there a ma- massive difference? Is it as big a difference as people think? Well, first of all, the demands of a, 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 those environments are significant, but also it, it, there's an a, there's accountability within these environments. You've got physios, strength and conditioning coaches, you've got the coaches, and there's the competition element. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing these elements, somebody else will, which means you're not going to play. So that's a huge driving motivator. Uh, and we don't tend to have that if we're outside of those environments or outside team environments or clubs and and that's the benefit that being a part of something brings and the reality of it is is that it is much more challenging when you're on your own uh, and you got to build in that accountability and it's understanding those principles first and foremost so what exactly uh, like you mentioned um, already Shane Catney about what is the one thing? Well, look at your week and try and create what I would consider as a high-performing schedule or plan for yourself and prioritize one or two areas. And there's a, a very simple process. And people do it in business, people do it in sports, but there isn't enough thinking about it within lifestyle more broadly in the general population. 
what's working and what's not working. Yeah. And people in business, and you probably do it even in here, well, what are the things that people are engaging with? What are people not engaging with? Well, it's exactly the same within your nutrition. Did that one thing that I tried to implement, your breakfast, mm. how did that make me feel? Did my energy levels improve? Did I like the breakfast? You know, did it make me feel full? Or do I need to try something different? Yeah. And it's that simple process over one or two things that that's what happens within elite environments around game plans, uh, around strength and conditioning plans, around every aspect. And that's what I'm trying to communicate in, uh, around s- simple planning. Absolutely. How did it make me feel? It made me feel hungry and sad this morning. And your tummy is rumbling. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to yeah. fix that. Uh, lovely comment, finally, Daniel in from uh, Shiftelad, one of our regular comments on the, the, the stream. He says, Daniel, do you have a website or Twitter to give an appointment? Do you deal with long-time injury, etc.? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, the injury one is, is, is fascinating for me because I think that's the space that's evolved the most in recent years. And it's actually not necessarily just the information. People immediately think about things like supplements. It's more of having a process, maintaining strength and maintaining uh, structure. That's that's the big value. I have a website. Uh, it's davynutrition.com and it's at davynutrition uh, on all platforms. So can people get the, the book on the website? All good bookstores as well, it reminds uh, Eason's, Dubray, all of them, the bookstation, they all have uh, have the book now. And for everyone who's bought it and supported it, uh, thanks very much. Yeah, I'm very lovely, much appreciate lo- Lovely pictures of the of the ingredients and recipes as well, which it, it just makes it simple. You've got the served to preparation time, cooking time, total time, equipment, and just goes through it and ingredients on the left-hand side as well. So yeah, the idea up. is evidence. So it's an evidence-based nutrition book with practical ways of you achieving that evidence-based approach yeah, yeah absolutely so eat up the next level performance your best physically and mentally every day Daniel Daniel Davy, thanks a million for, for coming oh, thank you us, as always. thanks very much much appreciated OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember effortless shave magnificent mode.